Spotify. Hello. Thank you for choosing the Lackadaisical Libricubicularist Podcast. Without further delay, here is your host, Jordan Maywood. Hello! Welcome to the Libricubicularist <laughs> within this cube. Today, though, it is Fra Internet Day. Yes, combining Fridays and internets. It had to happen sooner or later. I'm just glad I'm the one who did it. Uh, Oh, yeah, sexy. Something I like to say at the top of every show, with the exception of Frock Internet Days, is a sort of spoiler warning. However, I also mention on Frock Internet Days that I don't give spoiler warnings, which in itself... Is a sort of spoiler warning when you really dig down deep and think about it. Or DDD, if you prefer. Dig down deep. DDD. Let's get that going. Please. DDD. And get it done. DDD and get DDD done. Please. Jeez. Louise. And that rhymes and you know it rhymes. Another thing I like to say is that if you like what you hear, the only payment I ask is one million dollars. <laughs> no, that is ridiculous. The only payment I ask is perhaps you pass the podcast on to a friend. Perhaps you rate, subscribe, and comment within iTunes, as that is what helps others find podcasts, those things. That's what helps podcasts grow and flourish. Flourish. Something I try to remember to say on high internet days, but have a so-so record in doing so, is that there's an app for this podcast. What you want to do is go to your Google Android store, play, place, thing, and uh, type in, I don't know, lackadaisical, liberal cubicleist, I think if you type in Jordan Maywood, Podbean, podcast, things of that nature, you'll be able to find it. There's also a link on my podcast website for it. Why would I give you this free for your listening pleasure, question mark, inconvenience, exclamation point, app? Because I've gone insane. Just call me crazy Larry's House of Free apps for this podcast in particular. Call me that. But don't call me late for dinner. Uh, bad, 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 bad. If, like me, you are using a iDevice, the good people over at Podbean who host this podcast, thank you to them, although I do pay them, (laughs) so, grain of salt, thanks. What was I saying? Yes, uh, they've created a mobile version of all of their podcasts that, when added to the home screen of your iDevice, is very app-like in its form and functionality. So, there, we got everything covered. Android and Apple. What more is there? Is there more? Mm, Blackberry. Yeah, you know what? That's a kind of a good point. I guess I shouldn't bother at this point, because... Blackberry is kind of going away, is it not? Anyways, uh, when I first started this podcast a year ago, I uh, managed to get it on iTunes. Everywhere I sort of submitted it, they took it with ease. However, got an email back when I tried to submit it to the Blackberry, I don't know, people, podcast people. 
uh, and got a no. So my assumption there is that because they said no to me, because my podcast did not ever appear on the whatever it was called, BlackBerry podcast app, something like that, because it did not appear there, the company went out of business. Yeah. I think that is a safe assumption. So if you want your business to go strong and be plentiful, you're going to need to involve my podcast in some way. That is the deduction that I am making. All of that that I have just said will be almost completing the podcast-related business at the top of the show once I say today's sponsor, and then we'll be done. Then we can hop right in. Today's sponsor is Mad Madges Judge Fudge Candiatorium. Once again, tonight, once again, today's sponsor is Mad Madge's Judge Fudge Candiatorium. Thank you to whatever the hell that was. Very, very much appreciated. As you could perhaps tell by this lengthy preamble, pre-actual factual fra- internet day episode, uh, I'm doing what I seem to do a lot of lately, because uh, I like it, I think it works. Uh, once I started doing it, I kind of realized that many podcasters do this, and that is record an intro before they record the actual episode. I have, up until for more than a calendar year, have been recording my intros and episodes at the same time. However, with the coming darkness of winter time, and I don't know why this didn't affect me as much last year, or perhaps I just read my notes in the dark or put my light on. I don't know what happened last year. I can't remember what I had for breakfast for crying out loud. Anyways, uh, I find doing this recording of intro right now helps in that uh, it lets me fit in more on my morning drive, more during the course of the daylight hours where my notes are easy to see and reading them causes little to no danger to myself. So... That is what we've completed here. What I have done, and what I am going to do shortly, is push this little button that says transition. That will take us in to a transition type sound and song and mood even. Yeah. And then uh, I'll start talking about things from the hot internets. Things that are hopefully of interest. Transition away! Transition! And we're back for some hot internet day goodiness. So, I'm going to jump right in with a further preamble to item the first, which is a new item in two senses. One senses is that uh, it's new to the internet. The other sense is that it's new to me to bring back to the liberal queue. So quite often I say things are new, and sometimes I mean them in one respect or the other, but this is both. So new, oozing new. It is called Kids Court. It is with Mr. Andy Kindler, comedian Andy Kindler, and it is on the Nerdist Network. Nerdist Network, created by friend of the podcast, although he does not know it exists, Mr. Chris Hardwick. The man, the myth, 
the guy who works for Legendary Entertainment, huh? Works with, sold the company to. You know what I mean. One of the reasons behind me doing this podcast, that guy. He's come up from time to time on Internet Day and TV Tuesday episodes. Anyways, we're not here to talk about him. We're here to talk about Andy Kindler. Andy Kindler, who I have seen and heard on quite a handful of podcasts over the years, and has always, always followed through with generating laughs in my belly, and I like them. Uh, This is an interesting idea, and uh, kind of ballsy, I think, to be honest with you. And that is, he is doing, basically, when you boil it right down, a Judge Judy-style courtroom show on the internet, and in place of actual adults with actual grievances, there is um, kids with, I suppose, still actual grievances, although the grievances of kids are quite often different from those of adults. For example, the first episode involved two little girls and pancakes. Well, I could be wrong, because I haven't seen very many Judge Judy episodes, because I hate that show. Unfortunately, the missus loves that show and watches it every day, so I have seen quite a number of episodes. Just by sort of the association of lying next to her while it is on TV. Um, Yeah, it saddens me that I have seen episodes, but I have. So, I kind of know the deal a little bit. And I haven't ever seen a pancake-related episode come up on Judge Judy. But, again, let me preface that by saying I haven't seen them all. Okay? Okay. You have a puppet bailiff. (laughs) I think they even may have called the bailiff... Andy may have called the bailiff the same name as the bailiff in Judge Judy, which, again, saddens me that I know his name. Now, because the missus doesn't listen to this podcast, I can admit this, But uh, the bailiff's name on Judge Judy's name is Bird, B-I-R-D. But uh, I always call him, because I know it pisses the missus off, Bert, B-U-R-T. Because Bird is a strange name, and Bert is not a strange name. So uh, I do it, and it bugs her. And I always, when she says what his name is, that it's Bird, it's Bird. I say, yeah, I know, it's Bert, it's Bert, whatever little behind the scenes as far as marriage action goes there. So uh, this one little girl was quote-unquote suing the other little girl for the reason that they both went to a restaurant for breakfast. I assume with their parents as they were like, I don't know, seven years old? Ten? I'm not good at judging the age of children. Anyways, uh, one girl got an omelet and one got pancakes. The one who got an omelet wanted a bite of the other girl's pancakes. And these are BFFs, best friends forever. And the girl with the pancakes said, no, you ordered an omelet. You should be happy with your omelet. No pancakes for you. Uh, so this is why they're in court, to argue this case. Hmm? Now, some things from the girl with the pancakes make me feel like when she grows up, she's going to be a bitch. <laughs> Uh, and that amuses me. One is, it's your best friend, and you're not going to give her a bite of your giant pancakes. And these things were huge, like more than probably I could eat, and this is a little girl. The other thing is, she did finish them. She had a couple of bites, and she was full, and still refused to give any to this other little girl. Ridiculous. What, is this going to go in the garbage, go to waste? Come on. <laughs> I, my favorite part of this, uh, <laughs> my favorite part of this thing was, 
for some reason, I forget how exactly it came up, but um, Andy Kindler had a John Grisham reference. And this is in front of a courtroom filled with, you know, seven-year-old kids. So they didn't quite get the John Grisham reference. So that's why I think this is a ballsy maneuver to do comedy. And it was funny. There was quite a few laughs in front of these kids for the reason that your John Grisham references may amuse those on the interwebs who watch this. But uh, in the courtroom, probably not too many laughs. Uh, my last note here says, Sass, the little girl who was suing for pancakes. She had some sass. and She was talking back to Andy Kindler. You could tell he was uh, trying to act maybe upset, judgely, if you will, about it, but uh, underneath he was trying to hold in the laughs, because it was pretty amusing and a little adorable. So uh, many, many good things in this video. I recommend you check it out. And there's more to come. For example, uh, one just got posted, I haven't watched it yet, uh, about butt dialing. Yeah, butt dialing. Serious business. Okay, so let's move on to college humor. I felt like uh, I hadn't brought back a college humor anythings in a while. So, I am going to rectify that by bringing back two items. These two items are sort of, have become, somewhat recently, college humor staples. Like, they'll post videos that are not within any sort of theme, just randomly funny videos, but these ones, they will occasionally post following the same theme. And this is on YouTube, this is on the College Humor uh, you, the College Humor YouTube channel, as well as their respective website. The first one is a series of, I don't know if you call it anime, eh, it's got a bit of an anime vibe sometimes, but not quite, a partially animated Kim Jong-un. Kim Jong-un, as you may know, the leader of North Korea, the crazy leader? These videos will lead me to believe that he is crazy, and uh, I really, really like these. The the sort of animation is pretty to behold, and I think possibly one of the reasons that these appeal to me so much is the, the underlying comedy, of course, the ridiculousness. Yes, I like that as much, but uh, it kind of reminds me a little bit of, and this is no shock if you've seen both of these things, uh, Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Very, very reminiscent of that program, which I was a huge fan of and have seen every episode at least, probably at least twice. Oh, I was going to say at least once, but I, I think once in the original airing for most of them, and then I have them all on DVD. And that's a hell of a lot of DVDs, as you can imagine, because that show has been on for a long time. I only have Dragon Ball Z, not Dragon Ball or Dragon Ball GT, just just Z for me. That's all I need. Anyways, these videos sort of involve getting Kim Jong-un into a crazy set of circumstances. For here, example, it was with Vladimir Putin, the leader of the Russian country. Yes, that guy. Who also has a bit of a reputation for a crazy man. So, <laughs> this one was funny. For, I forget what the reason was, but Barack Obama uh, made Kim Jong-un think that Vladimir Putin had uh, co-opted his television station and put on his own programming where it should have been just Kim Jong-un 24-7. So uh, then they fought each other in that sort of Dragon Ball Z style with power-ups, uh, Putin riding a bear, uh, Kim Jong with the beautiful shiny chest, 
uh, just ridiculousness, and I love it. And then it ends with Kim Jong and Vladimir bros for life. Oh, after they, did they, yeah, sort of beat up Barack Obama. So, potentially, <laughs> I think, if you are in Russia and in North Korea, you might like this as well, because, well, it's the leaders of your country, although being ridiculous, ridiculously powerful, and beating up the President of the United States, that's got to appeal to you. I don't, I don't care. If they got the pr Premier of Canada in there somehow, I, I wouldn't mind it. Not mind it at all. Okay, uh, this is a slightly newer College Humor edition, and they are friggin' hilarious. I keep meaning to show these to the missus, because she watches, oh god, or has at least at one point watched the original. What, of course, I am talking about is something called Precious Plum, which is a spoof of Honey Boo Boo. <laughs> Honey Boo Boo is horrible. It's a horrible, horrible thing that that show even exists, and it saddens me, again, in the same sort of vein as Judge Judy, quite often the missus has watched it while I was lying next to her, so I have seen bits and pieces of this. This is a show, though, where I will refuse to even be in the room, so I haven't seen it in quite a while. If she puts it on, I'll leave. I just... It sickens me. This and any of the Real Housewives makes me fear that humanity is doomed and uh, eventually we will wipe ourselves off the face of the earth because of our stupidity. Alright, so got that off my chest. Precious Plum, on the other hand, friggin' hilarious. Because they are trying to be hilarious, making fun of uh, people such as maybe in a Honey Boo Boo style television program. This one... <laughs> Plum, Precious Plum, had a loose tooth, and she was going to one of those uh, beauty contest things that they go into on these types of programs. Mm. So what do you do? Well, if you're Precious Plum's mother, who I will mention is uh, played by a guy, uh, I should have written down his name, but the name curse has prevented me from doing so, uh, a guy who... I have spoke of before on other Fry Internet Day episodes who works for College Humor. He is freakishly good at, and I think, like, you, you might even go, like, best in the world at this. And I don't know if this is a thing that other people have done, but if it is, he's going to win. What it is is he'll get into a costume and sort of immediately be that person in that costume and develop a character around that costume. He actually used to have a show on the College Humor where that was it. That was the show. They would get a makeup artist, come in and dress him up in various crazy attires. And uh, then he would morph into that character and sort of put on little skits and shit like that. It was. I, I wish they still did that. It was awesome. This is kind of that in the sense that he's in a fat suit, dressed as a woman, <laughs> the mother to Precious Blum. And he is just... Uh, it, it boggles my mind how good he is in this, and I feel bad for not having his name. Maybe, if I do recall, I will uh, pause and cut in the gentleman's name right here. Josh Rubin. Then again, I may not. I might be on a deadline when I'm editing this, and that kind of shit takes time, so we'll see. Yeah, so what this woman decides to do is, of course, tie the string to the uh, loose tooth, yeah, as you do, 
People have done that plenty of times, right? What do you tie the other end of the string to? Your car. Your car. That is not something that you should do. It didn't really matter, though, for the reason that uh, put it in reverse and hit the child with the car. Took out a couple of teeth, including the offending loose one, so, you know, win-lose, I suppose. Now, these are not rich people by any means. These are people living on the edge of society with no money, no dental plans, certainly. So, if you're going to go get uh, some beauty pageanty things done, you're going to need some teeth in place of the ones that you just knocked out with your car. What do you do? You go to the dollar store and get some vampire teeth and chuck them in there. Now you're ready to go get your glamour shots done. Yeah. <laughs> I think the funniest part of this for me was uh, before they go get their glamour shots, Precious Plum's mother says, keep those teeth and put them under, under your pillow for the big man. <laughs> because the big man is sort of in place of Santa Claus, the Tooth Fairy, Easter Bunny. She doesn't have time for all these friggin' things. It's way, way too much effort. So, rather than have all of those, she just calls everyone collectively the big man. <laughs> That's funny right there, but what's even more, uh, I guess, white trashy is the fact that the big man will take your teeth and give you nothing. Will we'll come on Christmas, eat all your cookies, and give you nothing. So... Uh, not so good, the big man. You you probably want to stick with the with the original versions if you have a choice. Uh, I forget how it came about, and it was in a previous episode. But Precious Plum has a pet bat, <laughs> a pet bat, teeth dripping with blood, vampire teeth in place of regular teeth, getting her glamour shots. So they didn't really come out for the purposes of glamour. However, they obviously fit pretty well for the purposes of using them for a certain holiday card. Uh, vampire teeth, blood, bat. Your Christmas card. Yes, of course, we're going to use these pictures for our Christmas card. Oh, love it. Love it. Love you. You know why? Because you've made it through. And that, I believe, rhymed. Love you because you made it through. It did rhyme, in fact. Uh, I'm not done, though. I do still have one... Two more items, two more podcasts, let's call them. One, with the aforementioned Chris Hardwick interviewing a certain celebrity who may, in fact did, sign a certain nerdy cane. Hey, why don't I give myself a plug right before I get to work, and then I'll come back after work and talk about these two final items. My plug will come in the form of mentioning nerd cane. Adventures. If you would like to, go to bing.com, type in Google, search for Google, click on Google. Once you're there, type in Nerd Cane Adventures, and you will see just what I mean. You could search for it on Facebook because it has a Facebook page. And the guest on the Nerdist podcast that autographed said Nerd Cane was Mr. Christopher Lloyd. Or as I like to call him, Christopher Lloyd, because Lloyd, as you probably know, has two L's, and that has always amused me. Amused me. That will leave one final thing to say, which is, of course, Oh my god. Look at her butt. 
Thank you for listening. We here in the Liberal Cube would love to hear from you. If for any reason you would like to contact us, you can do so via the email address mailwood.jordan at gmail.com. And now I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. No, something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come, come the day you're mine Live long and prosper.